Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Ace, what's happening, man? Yeah, man. How are you? Good. I got football thoughts. <laughs> Perfect timing. Uh, well, you know, this, this seasonal end, we'll go into the rules committee and we'll start floating some new rules. And uh, who better to bounce those new rules off of than you two? Mm-hmm. And uh, as we know, I've already got my name on one of them, which is the raising of the uprights. And oh. uh, I'd like to continue that legacy. I could have, let me let me let me start the show first. Hi and okay. hello, sports fans. Welcome to Super Bowl week. And as you can hear, the roastest with the mostest and I are joined this week by none other. I mean, one of the great brains when it comes to sport, but also to the human condition. About as funny a fella that's walked the planet Earth over at least the last half century. I'd like to start out with a rich man, poor man for him in honor of Super Bowl week. What about this, Ace? It's by the way, it's Adam Carolla. Go listen to his <laughs> podcast. How are you, Ace? But you already talked, so I'm I, I'm gonna take the ball here. Doing well. Okay. <laughs> Dig this. You know the Super Bowl T-shirts, the team agnostic ones, like Rob Lowe wore the NFL hat and all that, and the guys who buy the like Super Bowl Fifty Eight, and it's the logos of the two helmets. Yeah, that's a rich man, poor man. The rich guy going into the stadium who wants to fit in, he's a corporate mook, so he buys one of those and he pulls it over his shirt and tie. Or the inhabitant of a third world country in about three months from now will be wearing those t-shirts. Yes. Well, okay, as far as the helmet-to-helmet t-shirts or the beginning of Monday Night Football where the two helmets collide and explode, uh, someone should tell those people helmet-to-helmet is outlawed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're you're setting a very dangerous precedent for the young mm. viewers. You know what I mean? Mm. You're glorifying all this helmet to helmet contact, yet throwing the laundry when it happens in the game. That's number one. Number two, the rules committee. And I mm-hmm. I want to know if you agree or you disagree. I was uh, looking back on last year's Super Bowl because the NFL Network will play that. And he had that play where the Philadelphia, I think it was the back, flared out, caught the ball, then got blown up by the DB, and the guy took it to the house, and they said, not a catch. Now, this is something we've talked about a lot. It's he caught the ball, and he started to turn around, and he did turn around, but he didn't make a football move, or he didn't have it long enough, or whatever. Let's just put this to bed. If you catch the ball, you've caught the ball. That is the football move. And whatever happens after that, it's a live ball. Right? I Well, I mean, listen, I'd like to hear the voice of Sarah Tiana at some point during the show, so I'm going to turn it over to her. <laughs> but yes, as you point out, and as we've discussed ad nauseum, what is more football move than catching a football? <laughs> right? Yes, the ball was thrown to the, the receiver caught. and the ball was caught. That's playing football. That's I right. mean, I'm playing football. What, what, what else must I do to satisfy you? Yes. Yeah, I think we get into the ticky tack when it gets to slow motion, and then they're like, "Did he? You know what entails a move? Because isn't the catch itself a move?" Yes, it's the yes. ultimate. It's the first <laughs> and most important part of this whole transaction. 
I'm wearing a helmet, catching a football. What more do you want from me? I could take it back further. My name starts with a D and an apostrophe. That's a football move at birth. (laughs) Now. Sort of true. The second one is going to kind of contradict this one a little bit, which is you see it a lot. The guy throws the ball toward the sideline. The big um, nimble tight end goes up with one hand, catches the ball, pulls it back in, but the ball's moving. But did he get both feet in? But the ball was moving. Then he goes out of bounds holding the ball and he hands it back to the ref. But they go, I don't know if that's a catch. Well, the ball never touched the ground. (laughs) And yes, the ball's moving because the 240 pound guy is running 21 miles an hour and the ball's going 60 miles an hour and he snatched it out of the air. And yes, there's some movement. Well, how much movement? I don't care anymore. He has the ball. Mm-hmm. He has the ball. It never touched the ground. It's in both hands. Yes, it was moving as he was going out of bounds, but he retains possession of the ball and it never touched the ground. Let's just call the catch. You're right. Yeah, the control the control uh, dialogue is out of control. Yeah. Like, you got two hands on the ball with your sticky gloves. Like you, you they're should, suffering. It's, it's a catch. Right. It's their greatness that that victimizes them because yes. like, they can even get their hand on a ball and possessive. It's like no, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of any human being that ever walked the planet Earth couldn't get a hand on it. They can get a hand on it and get two feet down and like reach out and, and possess it. But the ball moves like a millimeter, they're like, no catch. It's like we're, our technology has exceeded our ability to make sense of the technology we have available. And right. Ask, right, you know what I'm saying. We'll put all the arguments to rest. The football move is catching the football, and a catch <laughs> is you possessing the football, and the ball never touched the ground. Which, and then, which is more flattering to you. you. You mentioned it. Now, I did tell you, I took it to, what was that guy's name? Rivera? Was that his name? The guy, uh, uh, Riveron. Al Riveron was the head of officiating. At the time, the Adam Carolla rule was implemented in pro football. The Adam Carolla rule, of course, as if I have to explain it to anybody, was the extension of the goalposts to the sky, further up. Mm-hmm. Ace used to lament, as we all did. Mm-hmm. How can we tell? If you just extend it, ah, PVC pipe is cheap. It'll be, it'll be easy to do. And so the NFL and otherwise, they did it. They extended the goalpost. I went up to Al Riveron. I said, you did it all except for the most important thing. You didn't give the homage to the guy who created it. Why isn't it officially the Adam Carolla rule? And he laughed in my face. Now, yeah. Yeah. flattered by that or by Doug Baldwin in Super Bowl 49 doing the Adam Carolla touchdown celebration, a.k.a. pooping the football, which was, which was a greater <laughs> tribute to you, Adam. Well, as far as the goalpost and not getting my due credit, those of uh, your listeners who are history buffs will know that there was a black woman before Rosa Parks who refused to move to the back of the bus, but she never got credit for it because she was young and she was pregnant and they didn't want to make her the poster child for the movement. So they used Rosa Parks. And that's basically what happened to me with the goalpost. (laughs) It's the same, 
sort of historical atrocity. Mm-hmm. That young woman's yeah. name is long gone to the dustbin of history. We don't we don't even know it, but yet mm-hmm. yet she was. Wait, so you're I, pregnant? It's a metaphor, Shaq. We'll just we'll move forward. I'll, okay, I'll send you a text. Okay, all right. I don't now, understand why they can't use lasers on the top just to tell us if it's good or not. <laughs> Right. Like instead of just using PVC pipes, can't lasers. Well, listen, everybody gets into this. The, 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 the thing is, is there is not many more exciting plays than when the ball hits the upright. You know <laughs> what I mean? Doink. That doink, yeah. you know, doink, and yeah. it comes, you know, not many exciting moments come with a sound. That one comes <laughs> with a sound, you know what I mean? Doink, you know, and it doinks. And then you then it either caroms in or it caroms out or once in a blue moon, it comes straight down and hits the crossbar and doinks again, as we've seen a few years ago. So you're kind of eliminating what could be the most exciting play in football. But I have one more rule. All right. And as you know, I'm not safety oriented, but. They passed in recent years many a rule regarding the touchdown celebration, right? Mm-hmm. No, no removal of the helmet, no getting down and taking a knee unless you're praying. But you know, no atheists or agnostics can grab a knee in the end zone. And, no defecating. You know, ah, no throat slit move. Right? Cannot do the throat slit. You the can't. Bryce Harper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You cannot simulate removing someone's head but what they have not outlawed is the wide out who definitely played quarterback in high school and maybe even in college throwing the ball as hard as they can at the wall and going oh just throwing just <laughs> whipping just a Roger Clemens fastball at the wall and there's always some security guy with his back turned you know, or some sideline reporter or some sound guy holding the dish. They're all lined up along that back wall. And a guy from 14 feet away throws it as hard as he possibly can at the wall, sometimes narrowly missing these guys in the Detroit game. Somebody tweeted me in the Detroit game. The guy chucked it into the stands and knocked a guy smack in the head, knocked his glasses off. It's it's, it's all over Twitter. Like, if we're talking about safety and we've outlawed the simulation of taking someone's head off, how about the actual action of trying to take someone's head off with a football? How say you? But if you miss, if you throw it really hard and you miss, do you get more like you should get more credit, right? Interesting. Interesting points. It's harder, yards it's harder deducted. <laughs> or hitting the guy. If you at least hit him, like, or it's only five. At least you hit where you were shooting, right? I think they should be able to do whatever they want. If you score a touchdown mm-hmm. in the NFL anymore, it's it's so hard. You should be able to do whatever you want. I think you earned it. All right. And then would that apply to, like, baseball? Let's just say you made an over-the-shoulder catch. Could you run uh-huh. over to the third base line and stand 12 feet away <laughs> from some kid eating a hot dog and just scream and throw the ball at his head as hard as you could? I love the idea of the torture that is being one of those guys. You go to the stadium, the ballpark, whatever, like to apply for a job because you think this is going to be cheating life. I'm not going to make a ton of money, but I'll be at the ball yard or at the football stadium watching the big game. But then you get there and they put you in the yellow uh, windbreaker thing. And then they say, 
oh no, your back is to the field. You have to watch the fans the whole game. Can right. you imagine being put in that seat? Like I'm at the Super Bowl. I, I didn't see one second of it. I didn't see one <laughs> second of the game. I'm the yes. biggest football fan in the world. I didn't watch. I didn't. I have no idea what happened in this game, except that a ball whizzed by my head when thrown yeah. by Kadarius Tony late in the third quarter. Yeah, but the I feel, answer is people yeah. at baseball stadiums have gloves. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that kid should have caught that fastball. Yeah, I'm just saying they're winging it at <laughs> close range as hard as they can into people who aren't paying attention. Somebody's going to get an orbital socket broken. That's all. Ace, I have speaking of an orbital socket, I I have uh, I want a, a quick boxing question that I want to get to, but quickly, philosophical question about watching the big game. Because, you know, people I'm not a football fan and you all often hear people remark, this is the one game I watch. Is it your obligation as a member of the planet Earth or at least America to watch the Super Bowl? What I'm always fascinated by the numbers like can you believe a remarkable 59% of Kansas City residents watch the Super Bowl? My question is always, what the hell were the other 40% of the people doing? Like, where do they go and what do they do with themselves if you're not watching the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I always feel that way in Los Angeles. If you ever go out for a beer run at halftime and you just see people riding a mountain bike like down the street, <laughs> yeah. you're like, what? I always want to just hit them with my car. And I feel like it's the right thing to do. In you know, a way, put, spiritually, it would be, right? It's like, what the way you're not participating. If you had a dog that was elderly and had hip dysplasia and was riddled with cancer, the right thing to do is to put them down. You know what I mean? And this isn't different. For me, right. if you're if you don't like football, you shouldn't be able to enjoy anything. No, else. no, no, Tiana, you don't have to enjoy it, but it's participating at the minimum level as of a member humanity. of our society. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like everybody. You have to see the Godfather. You, I, I don't, I don't watch the Kardashians, but I can name at least three of them for you. I, mm -hmm. you know, I vote because that's a required. It's the same thing. You got to watch. I don't care if you don't watch, if you don't like yeah. football, you still have to know what happened in the biggest game on the planet, right? It's a civic that's duty. Yeah, I agree. As long as I'm not having to watch the game with anyone that doesn't like football and ask mm. questions, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. It's the same with baseball. But I have one other rule idea that I don't Ooh. feel like has been implemented and I don't understand why because I, I feel like we have the technology to know whether something's a first down or not without bringing the chains out. I yeah. don't know why we have to keep using this archaic method of <laughs> eyeballing it. <laughs> like what during the Mizzou and Georgia game this year, there was a play and they didn't know if the ball had crossed the line. And then they, they cut to this digital image of the line of the measurement. And you could see like, like oh, the ball crossed digitally where the the line was and they awarded the player first down it's like why aren't we using that every day of a game i don't understand well they like the term chain gang they, they're <laughs> in love with let's bring in the chain gang and then there's just certain um there's certain historical fashions and and things that we do like I like when you go to a bathroom in a nice hotel, right? And you see the toilet paper rolls been folded up. So it forms an arrow. Mm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Now that arrow is unnecessary, possibly dangerous, but immediately comes undone. 
But you think, but it's, it's a vestige. It's something that they did from days of yore and you like it, or even the paper ribbon that goes around the toilet seat that you just have to break. It shows somebody cares. It shows a presence of mind and it, and it's, it's a bygone era vestige, but there's certain parts of that that we like as Americans. And I, I think that the chain gang is no different than the toilet paper roll being shaped into a point. Well, what okay. to me, to that be pessimistic, if I may, toilet bowl. Well, half that's empty. why you have me on the show, sister. <laughs> toilet yeah. bowl half empty, the vestige. Uh, that's right. What I realize is somebody pooped there recently. That, mm-hmm. that toilet paper was used. That's why they had to fold it. If nobody no. had used the toilet paper, it would still be sticky at the top. But now they folded it into an arrow with their fancy pants move with their, uh, what's it called, macrame or whatever. I'm origami. Origami, whatever the hell it's called. That's the, besides the point. The point is somebody was pooping there probably in the last 24 hours where I'm sitting right now. Now I'm upset about that. Some celebrities bring their own toilet seats to hotels. I remember when I worked at the Four Seasons, like Janet Jackson or Mariah Carey would always travel with one. Yeah, so that they didn't have to use one that other people sat on. But they didn't didn't bring their own. They had a toilet seat valet, right? Oh, They didn't bring it. Yeah, they weren't like carrying it. it They weren't wearing it like an ox would wear a yoke. (laughs) When they checked in. Steve Grogan or Eric Dickerson. Yeah, that's right. Wearing the neck roll. What's an actual toilet seat? Interesting. Yeah, asking about the continental breakfast and if they could get a late <laughs> checkout, that kind of yeah. stuff, right? Ace, one last question. This is it's a lot of fun, and I don't want to bring the mood down, but you know, I I've taken my time already a couple of times this week. I want to give you the floor here. We lost the greatest art. I mean, listen, we can argue about one of the great pugilists of all time the heavyweight champion of the world, the Count of Monte Fisto, the one and only Apollo Creed. Your thoughts? Well, he was so excellent in that role because not only could he speak the role and talk the role because he was a, a great actor, but he moved like a, like a, he didn't move like a heavyweight. He moved like a middleweight. Apollo in, in Creed that. became an actor after <laughs> the fight. No, he passed away in the ring. Or you uh, mean well, in between? I'll text you again. The, the, the okay. point is, is you can get guys to look tough and you can get guys to build up their physique. You know, they and oftentimes they go overboard. You know what I mean? Like Rocky won the first Rocky Stallone looked like a heavyweight. By the time they got to Rocky two and Rocky three, he didn't look like a heavyweight. He was, you know, five foot nine, 179 pounds with 3% body weight. That's not what heavyweights look like. You know, if you look at any shorter heavyweights, they're thick, smoother guys. But this guy moved like a middleweight. When you saw him move in the ring, like you could see the coordination and the balance. And that's something you really can't coach up. You could cast the guy, look the part. You could get him a personal trainer. So he, so he got his physique in shape, but you can't teach that kind of movement. Like when you saw him bouncing around the ring, masterful. Oh man, he could snap off a for real jab. I mean, that, right. that, that thing wasn't uh, CGI or anything. So last question, I hope it's not inappropriate. 12 rounds of boxing for the celebrity championship of the world. Apollo Creed versus Adam Carolla, the <laughs> Italian Stallion 2.0. Well, uh, 
you know, we'll never know because no. uh, he's, no, he's gone now. And right. I would never besmirch uh, a man who's contributed that much and his debt and his dead and has passed away. And I'm sure his family is still grieving. That being said, I would whoop his <laughs> Beautifully said. Thank Respectfully you. said. Respectfully said. Adam Carolla, the best uh, the best there is. He invented podcasting and he still sits <laughs> atop the mountain of podcasting in his rightful spot there. We appreciate the time today in front of this important football game. Um, let's give it soon. Sarah Tiana, Dave Damashek, we love uh visiting the Adam Carolla show. Um, so we appreciate the return favor, Ace. Uh, my pleasure anytime. All right, there he goes. Bye. Adam Bye. Rule maker. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up, Omaha Full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
The weird thing, Tiana, about Carole is, is that he is so um, exact about language and about the way society should be and the way people should comport. The one weird part with him for real is, as he just said, with like, ah, close enough. He caught the ball and you know he did. <laughs> He's the same way if you play pickup basketball with him and a guy shoots a three and the guy's toe is on the line. You're mm -hmm. like, well, your foot was on the line. That's no good. And he's like, ah, he meant it to be a three. And I'm like, are you being serious? You want us to give the other team the basket there? It's like, yeah, he meant it to be a three. He didn't know his foot was on the line. I'm like, the hell kind of weird liberal kind of like, ah, close enough. Attitude. Close enough. Right. Yeah. Now, Fascinating. Not you, Tiana. I didn't. I I put two and two together two seconds after you said it. Now I under, laser. You don't mean it would be a cutting laser. A cutting like it wouldn't, laser. It wouldn't. It wouldn't like cut the ball in half. Like, <laughs> right? That would be amazing. If that. That would be cool. Actually, right? then you get half a field goal if you don't. If it cuts in half. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying that like the laser would tell us if you know if the ball would have gone in or was in or out. And also a, a new punching up the the chain gang. What if we used an actual chain gang? That could add some some danger to the proceedings, you know? Like definitely so, some danger. But did you also hear that there's gonna be all these doink microphones on the field goals for the that, Super yeah. Bowl? Yeah, and extra cameras. So if we get a doink, we're gonna hear it. Before we move on. I have mm -hmm. to be a man of justice. And I sincerely, I know I'm a blathermouth. And so you'll say this, that's a lie, Dave. I have to, as a man of justice, I have to say Toby Mergler, um, mm -hmm. host of Trendy, of course, Extra Points Network, told me that rich man, poor man. And I used it without attribution there because I didn't <laughs> want to stop down to say that was from Toby Mergler and have Corolla go like, ah, who's that? Like, And then, <laughs> then that's right. two minutes wasted explaining. Okay. So I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I don't want to be a thief like that, but I thought it was a good rich man, poor man to set up some Super Bowl talk here. Now, Tiana, what else strikes you? Where are you going to watch the game? You and your fellas there. Oh, so we're going to go to Rich Eisen's house, actually, to watch Who's that? the game. Yeah, he yeah, worked yeah, yeah. on NFL Network for a while. Still right. does. Um, first hire. One of those guys. But he, uh, you know, it's always fun to watch the game there a because he has three kids and my son is completely distracted and I can watch the game and I've been to his house enough times and brought booze that I don't have to bring anything over like now Ooh. he just keeps the stock in there for me in my own little section of his home and uh are you troubled by that are you troubled <laughs> by by past Sarah like Oh, past Sarah already has brought those fifths of whiskey and now it's starting to get to be, or do you feel like I better start putting a dent into that booze that I brought? No, I always put a dent in it, uh, okay. but it's, it's there and it's not whiskey. It's bourbon, but yeah, um, it's always there. It's for well, Wait me. a minute. Wait a minute. Are you one of these people? So you're enough of a whiskey connoisseur that like, it's like, it's not whiskey, it's bourbon, but bourbon is whiskey, isn't it? No, like no? bourbon is sweeter, but yeah, whiskey's from Tennessee. Bourbon's usually from Kentucky, but yeah, I mean, hmm. there are blends like a, a a whiskey blend, a bourbon blend, but there's definitely a difference. And I have my preferences. You know, I'm like a Buffalo Trace, Angel's Envy, or um, or a Bullet. You know, Bullet is usually Hot, the most common. But now, bur bourbon my in the wife. Bar. 
my wife is from East Tennessee, mm-hmm. and all the people in East Tennessee are like Scott, not all, but Scottish, Irish, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So that's what you're so Irish well, whiskey. Scotch whiskey and Irish whiskey, like those are like where all of that came from. But bourbon was is a different match. I didn't know all this. I mean, bourbon. I know obviously bourbon is not the same as Irish yeah. whiskey, but Actually, in Kentucky, they have some places that roast coffee in old bourbon barrels. And then even um, uh, Jack Daniels and and, um, Anheuser-Busch got together and they actually started brewing some beer in the old Jack Daniels barrels, which is... Oh, yeah. I like consider Jack, I mean, Jack Daniels is technically Tennessee whiskey, but it is a little sweeter. So I think it might... Here's a beer tip for you you like this. You'll find it on draft sometimes around Los Angeles and otherwise. Uh, Allagash Curio. Mm-hmm. It's beer. It's it's in those whiskey mm-hmm. barrels, and it really does taste very strongly like whiskey. Excuse me, bourbon. or I, I don't know what kind of whiskey or bourbon mm-hmm. or Irish, whatever it is, but it tastes like what I would associate with that drink that I don't want to describe any further than I just did. It's the brown My favorite liquid. way to drink a bourbon is uh, a, like a big ice cube bourbon three mint leaves and a splash of soda that's Ooh. my favorite way it's like a little mint julep but without all the sugar and the and do the you flesh. at your home do you get those big ice cubes like the the uh i do have some ones? of them yeah but most of the time i'll just like drink cubes of ice with it and like a little sparkling water all right well you're splash. fancy rich eisen <laughs> is fancy where are, are you, you gonna guys- watch it <laughs> i'm gonna watch it uh what uh, you can see right behind me on that couch, me and Jean-Claude mm-hmm. Van Damashek are going to curl up as we have all season long and uh, and we'll stick with our with our usual. We're going to go. You know what place you probably know in your home? Domingo's Italian Deli, delicious uh, meatball oh. subs, spicy Italians and otherwise. I on haven't Ventura tried that. And Encino. Oh, it's very good. All right. Um, so we'll load up on those and we'll uh, we'll consume some football and some some hoagies now. You're not going to, so you say you're going to be back in uh, Tony, Los Angeles for the football game, not up in a Tony luxury box, but I know no. that these intrigue yeah. you. I will say, normally, it's the same thing. It's like, do you know what a commercial costs for the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. It's like, I bet it's a lot, right? It's like, do you know what a ticket costs this year? It's like, I bet it's a lot. But you pointed this out to me. I can't believe, I know it's a lot, but it's crazy a lot. Please, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, two- between one and a half and two and a half million dollars for a suite uh, at the game. Average ticket price nine thousand dollars. The last two to three years, they've been five thousand dollars. The average. Uh, t- this isn't for the luxury box. That's no the, luxury so box. Two million to get million into the luxury box. Two million dollars. A luxury box sits twenty people, so that's half a million dollars each. Right. Well, me, you, no, and spaghetti. Or that's if each of two hundred thousand each. Well, if you, me, and spaghetti all go in, it's going to be like you know, that's going to be too much. I, I, you know what? Forget it. The three of us alone aren't going to be able to do it. But if we could add like yeah, a fourth or a fifth or so, like maybe if if uh, you're old divided man. by oh, that's like a hundred thousand each, right? Two million. I mean, okay, luxury boxes is for fancy people to begin with. Yeah, hundred thousand. How about nine thousand dollars? I mean, Still, that's right. so much money. Like that. Unless is, I'm missing something, the average ticket price is like eighty six hundred dollars, yeah. right? Ninety seven hundred dollars. Oh, that's what it's the, up to. Is that? I think it's what it's the lowest price. But what? What's on the face of the ticket? 
What's on it, the face? Like, I know I don't mean what picture is it? What dollar so value is on the probably the president ticket? of your bank saying like, uh, don't come back here because you're a wanted man. <laughs> Are you man. sure you want to do this? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, JP Morgan. I mean, listen, I think I've made it pretty clear. I don't know if you've picked up on this, Tiana. I really enjoy my teams, and one of them is the Steelers. I wouldn't pay no 16K to go see the Steelers play a game, assuming I have somebody who would want to sit next to me at the game. Especially if it like all the rigmarole that goes around getting to the Super like that's a whole day, first of all. So you're going to go to the game. It's going to take you forever to get there and park. Then you're going to do the pregame festivities and get all warmed up and lubed up. Then you're going to buy merch and alcohol, you know, so that's another ton of, you know, $500, $750 that you're going to spend that day when you could just sit at home and order Buffalo Wild Wings and, and Domingos and call it a day, you know? And like, I think that's also what the NFL is having a problem with, like getting people into the game. And this is not helping. And in my opinion, Right now, these prices are a reflection of San Francisco fans, right? San Francisco hasn't been there mm. in 30 years. Silicon Valley, notoriously <laughs> high priced, lots of money. 49ers fans, quote unquote, rich, you know, um, which so is you, so, so not true. Not so your hypothesis are. is, because I don't know, Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass, if you have this answer, provide it, please. What's the, what's the you know, face value of these tickets? Is it like... $300 or is it, you know, to like, <laughs> yeah. I, I I got in early. I, I was very optimistic when they went on sale. I assumed my team was going to be there. So I bought two of them for 5k. I Even that here. would be a ton of gravy. I mean, you know, that's insane to pay that. Yeah. It, it says, um, the following ticket price is not including taxes or fees. The Super Bowl in Las Vegas, as of uh Tuesday, SeatGeek was as low as fifty-eight thirty-seven. They go up to twenty-two thousand dollars. Vivid Seats prices start at fifty-three hundred, go up to thirty-four thousand, and then Ticketmaster prices start at sixty-two hundred uh, and go up to ten thousand. So, I uh, it, it looks like quickly they just kind of set these prices, and there may not actually be a face value, so to speak. Hmm. I, I mean, at this point, I don't even know who really like. I wouldn't have the first clue. If I wanted to buy a Super Bowl ticket in November, if I were a Ravens fan, like, oh, my teams have been number one seed, I better get my ticket. I would have no idea where to go to initiate the process beyond the secondary markets. I don't know if there's like a, a hub Super Bowl yeah. home, go get them. I don't know. I even I'm sure that's an easy thing to. Yeah, oh, I'm too lazy. to. Okay, look. So the average price is nine thousand dollars. And like, you know, I just I. I Look, I understand wanting to, it's a might be a once in a lifetime opportunity to see your team win a right. Super Bowl, right? I've been to a Super Bowl. It was definitely an amazing experience. The whole day was incredible, you know, uh everything, the atmosphere surrounding it, the halftime performance, like getting to see that. All of it is is pretty epic and um but <laughs> I didn't pay for my ticket. So <laughs> I wouldn't have, I don't think. I guess that's you you kind of what you what you more or less just said is the experience because I diminish it and it it's definitely grand. You do feel like it, it's very much, I guess, like and appropriately this year, it feels like being in Vegas. It doesn't mean that it's super high class and the greatest experience. It just feels big is what it feels. I mean, yeah. physically, yeah. 
you're yeah. obviously at a big stadium and there are a hundred thousand people walking around and there are bands playing everywhere and all of that. I still will say forever, go to your title game. Even if it's not in your home mm -hmm. stadium, go to the road game and go watch your team get to the Super Bowl. That's much better. I've had it both ways a million times. Do, do the title game. It's much more satisfying. How much have you, what's the most you've ever paid for a ticket to a game? I mean, I, I could, I, I, I don't, I'll see it sound like a cheap skate. I guess really what the, the answer is I've been impossibly lucky as a grown up that I get to have gotten mm -hmm. to go to games because of work. But so I haven't been put in that spot a lot. I, I mean, just philosophically, I know maybe I do sound like a cheapo. I, I just say I would feel bad. Like, you just spent twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. Like I, 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 I would feel like a bad. Kid. I wouldn't even spend twelve thousand dollars on a wedding. Like there's <laughs> no way I'm spending it <laughs> to watch the Falcons. You know what I mean? I, I did. I, the most I ever spent, I think, was twelve hundred a ticket to see the Georgia Bulldogs beat TCU in the national championship game. It's the first time I've ever been to a national championship game. You know, it was at SoFi here. So I didn't even have to spend money to fly in or out, you know, and I and I was like, I just I'm not going to miss this, even if I have to go by myself. And, you know, it's my team. And Chris and I have this role. It's like, oh, it's your team. You buy the tickets. Right. So if you want me to come with you, like so if the Red Sox are going to the World Series and he wants me to go. He's got to buy those. But when the Braves go, I'll bring him and like it all works out. But like. 1200 was still a lot plus plus the fees from the well, you he's, know just as a point or as a reminder he's a uh, a patriots and red yeah. sox fan i think you're going to be doing the lion's share of the ticket buying for the, <laughs> for for the uh, next couple future. of years here yeah um, okay a sure. couple questions related to that all right christian mccaffrey yeah makes a lot of money but his father was an nfl football player so he's a millionaire and then christian mccaffrey's girlfriend is what's her name? Spaghetti? Olivia DeCupo? Is that no, it? Cupo? Olivia Cal Calpo, and they are engaged. Oh, they're engaged. Yes. She used to be with Julian Edelman. Is that right? No, she was uh, briefly. Uh, she dated um, Danny Amendola, and Amendola. before that was a Jonas brother. Okay. Amendola is the, was, in my opinion, is the hottest player that's ever been in the NFL, next to Garoppolo. But yeah, underrated hot. People don't remember that Amendola is the hot one. Danny Amendola. Yeah. What you're saying here is I, make sure I, I'm floated the right that. Guy. <laughs> I have floated this on more than one occasion. Like them, hate them, or otherwise, oh, yeah. the most handsome team of all time was the New England Patriots of a certain era. When they had Brady yeah. and Garoppolo. And Garoppolo, yeah. I mean, they and were Amendola. And, and their Edelman. kicker, Steven Goskowski, was a handsome devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that wild. was the most handsome team of all time. Yeah, yeah. I've given yeah. me no pleasure to say it, but it's true. I think I gotta you give know, credit maybe to Steve Belichick and Matt Patricia might have ruined the curve there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, okay, so Christian McCaffrey so, yes, dates he, Olivia Culpo, who is a supermodel. Is that what she does? Is that her job, Spaghetti? She, um, after she left BU, uh, she was my classmate around like the sophomore, junior year. She won Miss Rhode Island, then Miss USA, then Miss Universe. And then she became like, yeah, a model. So like a model. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm sure like, like uh, what is it called now? An influencer, like a social media influencer. So she now. makes money. In other, yeah. So she does well for herself, I'm assuming. And her fa Christian's father, Ed, they combined said at some point in the last week, like, 
well, we can't afford one of those luxury boxes for $2 million. Now, of course, they, they could afford it. They have enough money, but it's ridiculous to pay that. But the question is, Tiana, is Christian McCaffrey rightly on the hook for those tickets? Or should it be like Olivia? Like, I want to see my man play. You're my fiance. I want to see you play in the biggest game of your life. Of course, I'm going to pay whatever it costs to get in there. Or isn't it on CMC to be like, no, no, no. First of all, don't, guest. doesn't every player in the NFL get two tickets? I don't know. Yeah, I'm I pretty guess sure. So. Yeah, they. I'm pretty sure everybody gets like they used to. So I don't know how many tickets that is. That's probably like a thousand or two. I don't know. So like it doesn't matter. But like I just remember when my friend played in the NFL. Granted, that was like 20 years ago that he got tickets to the game, and then they would sell them, and that usually that's where these prices come in. Uh, but even if McCaffrey, like McCaffrey making $20 million this year, so you're saying 10% of his income should go to tickets for people to watch him play. Oh, I didn't say it should. It's insane. No, I'm, I'm curious about I'm like saying that's an insane amount of money for, to expect anyone to give you and, and, and to treat people too. Like if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, are you going to spend $10,000 on a suite? I don't know. I'm curious. Like, okay, Sarah Tiana, probably not. Hollywood Bowl just called July 4th extravaganza comedy fest helmed by Sarah Tiana. She's the host. Hey, uh, Hey, my man, Chris, I'd like you to come and uh, come to the show. Does he have to buy his way in? Or are you giving him a ticket? No, he can have the free tickets that I get. Like I'm first. You're yeah, no I mean, fun. I don't want your free tickets. If I if I have to buy, I would probably buy some nice seats for more people to come so that we could get a big group together. But I think no. I, if my friends didn't want to buy the tickets, I would try to help out. And but no, I don't think people. The player is on the rope for that. Like. He already got to the Super Bowl. He did his part. Right. You do your part. I think <laughs> he actually. He worked his butt off to get there. Passive aggressive Dave's move would be to say, I want you to come. And then if they complained about money, about the price, then I would be angry and hurt. And then they wouldn't go. But the people who didn't complain, then I would buy their tickets. <laughs> that would be that, that would be my test for them. Oh, it's Fair. too much for you to enjoy your friend yeah. Dave's big moment? Then screw. You're no friend of mine. Mm. Now, oh, you're you're not balking. You want to be there for me? Tickets on me, friend. See? No. No. Hey, no. Uh, I want to get your me. pick on this game, but quickly, last question for you, because I, I it, it fascinates me here, suit Dave. If I were in the Super Bowl, I've debated this over the years with myself. I think I go three or four days growth. So I look like, so I look ruggedly handsome. And also I send the message, I've had better things to do than worry about my facial hair the last few days. I think a lot of guys, though, they show up clean shaven because they know they're going to be watched by a billion people. How say you? What's the right thing? I mean, I get what you're saying to say like, hey, first of all, you're always ruggedly handsome. So even if you do shave, it looks good. I, I think you should be shaved. I think you should spruce yourself up. It's a big day. It's a big day. 
Big day for I, everybody. I see the it message says, you're sending. I don't think you're wrong. The message is I take care of everything, not just the ball. I take care of myself. That's the message. And also, in this case, Brock Purdy can't grow a beard. So it's a moot <laughs> point. And now a quick break. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, Tiana, give it to us here. What's going to happen? Time of this recording. The Niners, to my surprise, I thought that the Swifties would move the line towards the Chiefs. They have not. It is the Niners pretty solidly laying to total 47 and a half. Sarah Tiana, what is the result of Super Bowl 58? For the total? Or the, just like, who's the win? What's your favorite bet? I don't even care if you give us a final uh, who you think's going to win. Whatever your favorite play in the whole Super Bowl is. I, I would definitely score? take... I would take... I would take someone... I, I, I'm going to take the 49ers. They should win this game. Will they? I don't know. But they mm. should win this game. They have the better team. The problem is, in not not in my opinion, the problem is not uh, Patrick Mahomes. The Pat the problem is Spagnola. Like he is to me the MVP of that team right now. He has created all of the mayhem in the playoffs. Their offense has been so quiet. And like, yeah, they've been dynamic and they made some great plays, but they're still not scoring for a whole half. So, to me, the 49ers should be able to score, and I think that Shanahan should be able to pick apart the scheme. Uh, He's been changing things up. Uh, To me, the 49ers should win that game just running. Even if they take Brock Purdy out and quicken him up, you still have Debo and McCaffrey to run that ball. I think your analysis is keen in a number of regards there. And instead of uh, saying, I agree with this point and that, I'll just say ditto. I really agree with pretty much everything you just said there. Um, I, uh, my favorite play on the board and I said it on trendy on Wednesday is Nick Bosa at even money to get a sack. The Mm -hmm. idea that that defense didn't look good is owed to the fact that they just played the best offensive line in football in Detroit. And then whatever, they were stale against the Packers and they thought it was over and the Packers kind of made a late push. Don't overreact to that. I think there's value in the Niners because of that Lions game. And I think it warped people's like, wow, they, I don't Nick, they're not trying because everybody saw the Chase Young not trying play against the Lions. And somehow that equals that this has been an underwhelming defense. The Lions just can push people around. That's what they did. The Chiefs cannot do that on that level. Those tackles are a weak spot and Nick Bosa should feast. He will get at least one sack. So that's my play of the day. We'll give you all the rest of them. On the minus three, 15 minute NFL pregame show, deep diving it with Kevin Hench and Eddie Spaghetti will go over all the props for you there. And of course, in front of that, me and Hench and Spaghetti will chop it up for you with our usual Thursday show. Go back and listen. Oh, Joey Molinaro, special guest also on that 15 minute pregame show. Speaking of Joey, he was our guest to start the week. Spaghetti was on trendy 
early in the week, go back. Uh, pretty much the whole gang is going through there, covered in glory. Lemon pepper <laughs> parlay strongly on the Chiefs there, Martin Weiss and Mark Gunnels. Um, waiver wired with Piacente with the key best bet there for you. I don't want to spoil anything. Track her down on social media. She knows whether or not uh what's her name? I can't think of the woman who's singing the national anthem, but she knows if she's going over or Reba McIntyre. Reba McIntyre, oh. 90 and a half seconds for the national anthem. Piacente has done the math on this. She's three for the last three, and she knows what she's gonna do here. So make sure you track her down on waiver wired. And that's that. Enjoy. The Super Bowl will be back on the other side of it to try and make sense of what we saw there for Sarah Tiana, Eddie Spaghetti, and Adam Carolla. Thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. 